So we keep today the Feast of Christ the King. And I've been thinking this week that for us here in Shaftesbury, well, a king is a very old-fashioned kind of thing. And here in Shaftesbury, we tend to go in for old-fashioned things. It's a rather cosy, old, traditional kind of place. So you might think that we'd kind of like today's feast. But the point I want to make to you today is that actually the Feast of Christ the King isn't a nice piece of kind of cosy traditional symbolism. It means something very specific. And I want to say three things about the feast, about the significance of Christ as king. First, to point out a way in which he's a modern king. Secondly, a way in which he's an old-fashioned king. And finally, why it's important for us that he is king at all. So firstly, he's a modern king. Modern, I was thinking in this sense. Modern in that he leaves us free to do what we choose to do. He doesn't force us to do what he says. And in that sense, he's like a a modern monarch in a democratic state. But then there's another sense in which he's an old-fashioned king. That although he leaves us free to choose whether to follow him or not... He does say he will judge us according to how we use that freedom or misuse it. So our gospel text today referred to that image of him coming to judge, to separate the sheep from the goats. And let me point out that when he does that, he's going to judge us according to his standards, not ours. So we heard among the various examples there, the people who didn't feed him when he was hungry. Well, he didn't say to them, well, that's all right. I realize you didn't realize it was me you weren't feeding. And he didn't say to them, well, that's all right. You were true to your principles and that's what counts. No, he condemned them. And he condemned them because what they'd done was wrong. They'd neglected to feed the needy. And they should have known it was wrong. So when he comes as king, when he comes as judge, he will come in an old-fashioned sense, judging us by his standards, not ours. But finally, let me point out why it's good for us that he is our king. Well, it's good for us Because we need to have someone who's in charge in life. That we know, of course, in our our contemporary world, most people live as if there's no purpose to life, no greater meaning, that they don't think there's anyone watching over us. But to acknowledge that Jesus is king is to acknowledge the reverse. That there is someone in charge, that there is somebody (laughs) watching over us. That through all the the difficulties and events of life, there is somebody who is guiding and directing what happens, even through suffering, even through the cross. That there's somebody in charge of my life. And when I realize that, it's a great realization because it means I realize that I'm not alone. I'm not alone with my problems, not alone with my strengths or weaknesses. 
but it does bring with it a very practical conclusion. That if I am to acknowledge that he is king, then I have to choose to be his subject. And that is a a very old-fashioned thought, to be the subject of anyone, even if it's the Lord. But if I'm going to benefit from what his kingship has to offer, then I have to choose to be his subject, to accept what he says, not what I think, to do, to live the way of life he has shown me, to call on his mercy when I fail, and to call on his help when I feel weak. So to sum that up, well, having a king might seem like the kind of nice, cozy, traditional thing we go for in Shaftesbury, but with respect to the Lord Jesus, it means something very specific. He's a modern king in that he gives us our freedom. He's an old-fashioned king in that he will judge us according to how we use it. And it's good for us that he's king because it's good to have someone in charge. Someone in charge, as he says, he is the loving shepherd of all who will accept.